Hello there and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. My name is Sam Hind. I'm your host and today I'm introducing you to a very special friend and guest, the amazing Amelia Tomeo. Now, this is not the first time we've had Mills come and join us on this podcast. Ordinarily, Mills comes in to chat alongside her awesome partner in business, uh, Mitch Behan. But today, we wanted to have a little bit of a girly chat about money, our mentality around money, cycles, and the glass ceiling. I know you've just gone, oh, she just said all of those things that make me cringe just a little bit inside. And this is exactly why we want to have this conversation. Around about seven years ago now, Greg and I came into contact with the amazing Mitch and Mills from MJB Seminars, and they taught us some amazing tools and tips to help us to not only understand our own behaviors around money, but most importantly, they taught us how to run our business, our personal life, and how to smash through those glass ceilings by recognizing our own patterns and behaviors. Now, I know you're going to find this a really interesting chat. Mills always blows me away with her incredible knowledge and insights, and today is absolutely no different. So I was really excited to bring her in to have a chat about a conversation that I've been hearing coming up an awful lot, and that is, how do I smash through that glass ceiling? How do I take my business to the next level? How do I get my finances to the next level? And how do I take the financial pressure off myself right now? Well, if you've been asking any of those questions, you are going to love this interview. So with that being said, tune on in, enjoy. I know you're going to love Mills and we're going to put a whole lot of links and bits and pieces down in the show notes for you because she's going to drop some opportunities for you in there as well. But sit back, relax, tune on in and enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. My name is Sam, and today I am joined by the beautiful Amelia Tomeo. Welcome on in. Mills, I'm so excited to have you here today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I love talking, so this is awesome. <laughs> I love to get to get to share and speak and just have chats. So this is this is how I see this. It's going to be great. I love it. Well, I'm particularly excited because we actually get to have a little bit of a girly conversation that we don't normally get to have without Mitch involved. He can't interject. He can't (laughs) interrupt. Um, And uh, so we're going to have some fun. And um, But just before we do, because we are going to have a lot of fun and we are going to do what we love to do best, which is talk. Um, Just I've done a little intro. I've told everyone a little about you. Um, you to me are kind of like the MJB queen, but I know there's so much more to what you do. Uh, you're a head facilitator at MJB seminars. You're a co-creator. You're the office major. I sort of feel like you're the, um, it, it reminds me of, um, one of my favorite movies, the big fat Greek wedding where the, the mum says, you know, the man is the head of the house, but the woman is the neck and she can turn the head any way she wants. I love that. So I sort of feel like that's you at NJP, right? Somebody said that to me once um, before the before that movie, I think, and I, I I resonated with that completely. Another way to call me is the mother hen. I think that I sort of you know, yeah, I, like that. <laughs> yep, I can around, see that make sure make sure everything's in order. Um, you know, my background is in teaching, so I I was a school teacher years and years ago. Um, it feels like a lifetime ago, to be honest. And I think I brought those elements and those. Um, the, the elements of being a teacher into I bring it into every area so I bring it into what I do in terms of facilitating the seminars I bring it into the office in terms of you know the culture and relationships here so I feel like I just have that ability I suppose just to kind of bring things together and I think that's kind of a good description of what I do in terms of you know my role yeah so I can put my finger in lots of different pots but I'm you know my my job is to help everybody sort of get along, bring it all together and um, make things kind of fall into place and work. I love that. And I want to just, I know if we're, we're going to talk a bit today as well about my, mine and Greg's experience with you guys through the work that we've done with MJB Seminars. 
really we've got the business that we have today and the, the marriage that we have today and the family that we have today because, you know, we learned and evolved so much. But for those that don't know who you guys are, and we have had you both on the podcast before, but can you just do a quick, um, I guess, explanation of what is MJB Seminars? What do you guys do? Um, well, I like what you said about, you know, different areas of your life have evolved and transformed. Um, our, our whole sort of goal with MJB is to assist people to live an inspired life. So what happens is, though, there's inspired life, an inspired life is possible for everybody. But what happens is that we've got blockages in the way. We've got things that happen to us, stories that we tell ourselves, etc., that kind of block us from living our potential. Mm -hmm. So what our job is at MJB is to assist you to clear any of those blockages so that you can have and you can live that inspired life. We access that through lots of ways. We talk about money because money is a great access point to help people understand where they're limited and what limitations they have. Mm -hmm. We go in, go for the jugular, work with people's mindset, and then we hand people the tools to be able to do it for themselves as well. Yeah. So our ultimate goal when we meet someone is to go, right, this is the life that you want. If you hold your hand and you're kept accountable and you clear all the stuff that's in the way, you being from here to here, then um, the, the inspired life is inevitable. Yeah, awesome. And uh, actually that just brought up, I'm just jotting notes down because it brought up something I wanted to ask you about a little bit later in relation to money because we are going to talk about money today. So for everyone that does not want to have this conversation, tune out now. Anyone who's thinking money is definitely something I want to talk about and I need help with that, then, you know, we'll, we'll share a little bit of our journey there too with these amazing people. Now, also, uh, Mills, we've we've sort of mentioned Mitch a couple of times. We deliberately excluded him from this conversation because, you know, we, we wanted to get a word in. We wanted to have a chat. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to have a chat. So I'm really excited to, you know, be able to ask you a few fun questions about Mitch too because let's face it, you know, he comes into these conversations and, and he loves to take over and we didn't give him that opportunity this time. So <laughs> Just again, by way of introduction, uh, when you do your seminars, which, you know, again, Greg and I have been a, a part of, we we love doing your seminars with you. You've got a, a, a range of different ways that people can interact with you and different events that happen throughout the year. But you and Mitch do those together, which is, is quite unique, uh, but so beautiful in so many ways. Yeah, we work really well together. We've worked together for almost 20 years now. It feels like it's been a lifetime. So you know, Mitch has had, you know, his story, his, his, uh, he brings his life. He brings, um, he helps people by really performing. Like I call mm. him the performer. He's, and, and what's great. He's a great storyteller. He's a great sure. storyteller. So he uses uh, a lot of his experience and um, he uses a lot of fun ways to get the message across to people. Mm. I bring in the balance by being more of that teacher element and I really help simplify things because the the thing with Mitch is that he can talk really fast and he thinks that everybody can keep up with that um (laughs) that 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 amount of talking so every now and then I have to stop him and just go right this is kind of what he said in a more simplified way or in a different way and I think that works really well because there's so many people that really align with how Mitch communicates and his energy and everything that he brings to the table that way. But then bringing in that balancing factor uh, of me, people, some people really align with that. And then what yeah. happens is, is that with the both of us together, it kind of makes it, I suppose, like it flows. Um, because if yeah. someone was listening to Mitch at that level all day, mm. it, it would be a bit more difficult than having that being broken up. So I yeah. think that it just kind of works. It's just worked over it's time. It's a very interesting like balancing act. And I've got to say, uh, you know, Mitch is a very challenging character and he he takes a lot of pride in that. The very first experience I ever had with Mitch and me being, you know, if you were to look at the DISC profile or Uh, the Enneagram, you know, my personality is a very D or eight style personality. I'm very direct. And and so Mitch, you know, again, there's that challenge that tends to happen between the two of us. And so when I first met Mitch, my first thing to do was to challenge him, um, which he met head on. And I can tell you that um, I was quite frustrated at first, but the beauty of it was that 
uh, that that gentleness that you bring in. Well, I think that's what's, you know, had me sort of stick around that little bit longer. And I, I learned to really appreciate that challenging that Mitch does. But I think before you've had that, and it depends on your personality too. That was just my first experience. I, I, I agree. Now, I think that I will say something about that though, that what happens is we're so caught up in our identity. We're so caught up in the way that we get about in the world mm-hmm. that if you were to approach me with that and I was too soft and gentle with you, we only get one opportunity with a person yeah. and we only get one opportunity to actually cut through all the stuff that's on the outside, that outer shell, mm-hmm. and which does that really, 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 really well yeah. um, because especially for somebody like you who needed to ha- be faced with your stuff because if you're not faced with your stuff, yeah. like we, like I said, we've only got one opportunity. So if you walk away, we count that as a missed opportunity to give you the outcome that you needed, Sam, and mm. in that moment you needed that because you were running stories you were you were stuck in your current way of being you had this glass ceiling you didn't know how to get past that and in order to get that level of what I suppose trust or that level of trust it's almost like an awareness isn't it yeah and just to be to be you need to be met with somebody that goes I I get that I see you and Mitch penetrating that would have made all of the difference. Now, like I said, me being there helps bring in a balancing factor, but it doesn't mean that you're not, how do I explain that? That both of those are happening at the same time, all the time with any interaction that you have in your life. If it wasn't me, somebody else would have been bringing that in. Do you know what I mean? So there's always going to be that balancing factor. And I think I think that you definitely needed Mitch's style of like, this is what's going <laughs> oh, on. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. And I recall it vividly because I actually lost, I didn't sleep at all that night. I was so, you know, I was so challenged by what he'd said. And I can remember it word for word. And I went back in the next day and I was like, I don't like this Mitch guy. And, you know, the really great thing was that, you know, I love Mitch now to be really clear. I love Mitch. He's fantastic. But I also expect him to challenge me. And I, I know every time he does it, I won't like it, but not for a good reason. But initially, you know, when I came back in that next day, it was that gentleness that you brought in that sort of helped me settle in with what was going on, which yeah. was good. Um, but everyone has a different experience because Greg's experience, again, was entirely different to mine. And uh, from what I understand, he actually felt challenged by you the first time that you guys met, not Mitch. And it was Mitch that soothed Greg into going, okay, I, you know, and 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 it was really interesting dynamics, which is fascinating. But let me say something about that. Uh, our greatest teachers are the ones that challenge us the most. Yeah. If we are not challenged, we're not growing. If we just want to be soothed into um, life, <laughs> we're not actually going to move. So that's oh. what that's what happens. Some like like we said, like if you are feeling challenged mm. by and like some of what we say challenges people, and we deliberately make sure that we do that because if you are not challenged, you will stay in your current zone of thinking. Yeah. And if you stay in your current zone of thinking, all you do is you perpetuate your current state. Mm. And if you want to grow and if you want to move, and we're all here because we are designed to grow, designed to move, designed to feel like we're leaving our mark in some way. Yeah. If you want to do that, there's no way you can do that just by being calm and being soothed the whole Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Your story has to be challenged. So your greatest yeah. teachers are the ones that challenge you the most. Yeah. And that's not just teachers in this sense. Like you came to mm-hmm. us for some, for some of that. I'm talking about every day. Everyone, yeah, and that's every what day. I was actually going to mention as well the the enlightening that we got that that self-awareness that we got from working with you over these years and we're going to talk a bit about that in just a sec um and how that came about because I think a lot of people will will currently be feeling the way we did when we first came into contact with you but the one thing that and that we became very aware of is those people in our lives and you know we were just talking about this situation a moment ago, you know, at the moment we're really challenged by some teenagers. And, you know, you've just reminded me that they're, you know, they're they're challenging us for a reason and showing us some things. So, you know, 
it's it's really interesting. You know, I like to think about it as like unwrapping an onion or peeling an onion. You know, every time you peel off a layer, there's something else to discover about yourself yeah. and learn and an area to grow. And someone's going to show it to you, yeah. whether you like it or not. Yeah. But, you know, as Mitch often says, you know, we want to be where it's comfortable. That's that's what we're always going to seek. But then we will continue to be challenged, you know, from all different angles. So if you guys hadn't shown up, someone else would have. Or, And when you look back, and I know I'm j- diving in deep here, but when you look back, you can, you know, and I can see how I had lots of different people challenge me in a similar way to the way that Mitch did. The difference was that with Mitch, I couldn't walk away at that point like yeah. I had with everybody else. Yeah. So, you know, I know some people right now will be going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think that, um, like, I, I feel like how we've been speaking about it makes it sound scary. It right? does. So bit. maybe we should so make I, it sound so less what scary. So what I want to cover there is the, the key to being challenged. If you want to grow, you have to be challenged, right? Yes. But the key to doing it in the, the way that you are looking for that mm. and you're inspired by that is if you are creating your challenges. So yes. life is going to hand you challenges because you're meant to be growing. So every time you're comfortable, life is going to throw a challenge at you so that you can grow because growth and comfort can't occupy the same space. Mm. If you're growing, you're, you're not comfortable. And if you're comfortable, you're not growing. So yeah. in order to grow, you have to be uncomfortable. So the key is to creating your own discomfort. And the way, the best way for me to describe that is um, a kid playing a video game. They want to be uncomfortable. They want to be challenged at level one. And they want to, uh, they're inspired about being challenged at level one. Once they complete level one, they don't want to go back and be comfortable and just keep repeating level one. They want the challenge of level two. And they're inspired by that um, because it's it's challenging them. Now, they will lose lives, um, play for hours, et cetera, because the challenge is one of their making. Yeah. Whereas if you go and take them into a maths class and they're challenged there, it's not inspiring for them to to deal with that challenge because it's not aligned with them. So the key is having your challenges aligned with who you are and what makes you tick. So at that time, Sam, you came in because you realised something something had to give and you were ready to hear it and you were ready to accept that challenge and it was one of your making. And as a result of that, you were okay to step up into that. Everyone's got that potential because... Life is throwing people challenges. And at the moment, I'm going to go on to the money thing here because at the moment, life is throwing us challenges. After this, after what happened for the last two years with everything, um, how it went down, now we've got inflation. Now we've got the price of everything going up and people are starting to feel the pain of that. Mm. But the people who are feeling the pain of that are the people who aren't, who haven't taken charge of their financial lives, their financial uh, stability. Because when you've taken charge of it, you've already created that challenge for yourself. You're not influenced by the outward challenges of what life is showing us out here, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So on that note, I want to talk a little bit about that time I did make that choice to come and see you because I was experiencing something at that time that I think a lot of people, a lot of our listeners right now are probably feeling, uh, particularly at the moment, given what's going on. So, you know, I got to this point and, you know, it must be, I, I, you might know better than I do. I feel like it was maybe five years ago now, but potentially. It feels like a bit longer. but It might have been longer. Uh, I know that the business had been operating for, uh, I'd, I'd been running it for around about a year and a half. And I got to a stage where I felt like I had this glass ceiling and I I kept bumping my head on this glass ceiling and dropping back down. It was like, I get to this point and I would never, ever earn more than this amount. And I couldn't work out why. And I remember ringing a really close friend of mine who actually was my mentor at the time. And I just said, I cannot for the life of me figure out what's going on. I can see the possibility. I can see that the opportunity is there. And I do not understand why. Every time I get to this point, something happens that tears me back down again. Uh, You know, I lose a client or a huge bill comes in or something goes on. It's like there's this glass ceiling there I can never smash through. And yet I watch other people who seem to just 
you know, be doing really well and never hitting a glass ceiling like I am. And so she said, aha, I know who you need to talk to. And it just so turned out that she was also sending her son to the very same uh, conference I went to. So we headed over to, I think it was in Melbourne at the time to mastermind and money and to meet with this Mitch and Mills, these Mitch and Mills characters. And, um, and they were going to talk to us about money. And I was like, great, I'm going to go in there and we're going to learn all about money and how I, how I can, you know, earn more and smash through this glass ceiling. Interestingly, that's not what happened. Um, So I kind of want to talk first of all about glass ceilings because I I I think a lot of people are feeling like, yeah, Yeah, I get it. I've got a glass ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So glass ceilings are really cool and really interesting for me. The way that I see glass ceilings and the way that they work is that we all have, I said it before, we all have this desire to want to grow, to want to achieve, to want to leave our mark. So mm-hmm. we go about our lives doing that and, and building ourselves up to a level. Now, when we get to a certain level, that level is different for everybody. We call that our glass ceiling, or you'll call it your glass ceiling. We call it your point of inertia, the point where you will stop growing Because somewhere subconsciously at this level, you have attached to it a whole series of loyalties. So Mm. your loyalties, people think loyalty is an amazing thing, but our subconscious loyalties actually keep us stuck. Mm -hmm. Our subconscious loyalties to ideas, to people, to situations keep us stuck. So do you remember who your loyalty was with, Sam? Um, yeah, at the time I actually thought I knew and it turned out it was with my dad. With dad, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens is, and it, it's different for everybody and the situation mm-hmm. is different for everybody, but the glass ceiling concept is the same. So here's your dad, Sam, mm-hmm. and you've got a loyalty to the ability of him to be able to grow, make money, have and make a difference in, in life, mm-hmm. right? And little Sam's coming along and she's building her wealth and building her wealth and building her wealth until she gets to this point. And Mm -hmm. at this point, she doesn't know, she can't get any further. She can't grow anymore. Mm -hmm. Now, what's happening is, is that subconsciously, she's got all of her growth, her limitations attached to her loyalty to her dad. Mm -hmm. Consciously, she knows if she was to grow further, she was going to be loved, she was going to be uh, accepted, all of those things. But subconsciously, she feels that if she goes past this point, Mm. she's going to make her dad feel less than her. Mm. And if her dad feels less than her, then he's going to feel like he messed up, that he wasn't good enough. So because we want to grow, because we want to move, because we want to get ahead, what we do is we sabotage ourselves so we've got something to work towards again and then when we can't get past that glass ceiling we sabotage so we've got something to work towards again and then we sabotage until we've got something to work towards again because every time we hit this point we can't get any further yeah what ends up happening i'm sorry for all the people who are just listening to this and can't see all my yeah so yeah (laughs) so i've got a a good using hands hands. (laughs) Um, so what happens is is that we get addicted to the destruct and the construct we get addicted to losing it all creating it all losing it all creating it all and what ends up happening is is that becomes our modus operandus we get so used to that that we don't know any other way of being that glass ceiling has attached those loyalties you have um thoughts feelings um, experiences that are attached to that so there's two things that you have to do to break through the glass ceiling The first thing you have to do is you have to shift that innermost dominant thought that you have that's holding you there. That that concept that you have of your father that is holding you at that glass ceiling, you have to shift that. If you don't shift that, you will never move because people have make mistake your conscious for being in charge. They think that just because you consciously want to have money or consciously want to have the great house or consciously want to have the, the that amazing relationship, that magically mm. it's going to happen. If that was the case, everyone would have it because everybody consciously wants those things. Yeah, absolutely. Your conscious mind has no bearing on what you bring to your life because it's the subconscious, your subconscious that is in charge of the whole thing. Yeah. The only job of the conscious mind is to play out the blueprint that your subconscious is giving it. 
So your subconscious is in charge of the whole show. If it says I'm not good enough, then your reality will show up as I'm not good enough. If it's, if your subconscious is saying, I don't want to out, outdo my dad, then your conscious is going to play that out. Your conscious self mm. is going to play that out. So you have to sort out the subconscious equation you've got going on. And the other thing that you need to sort out is your reason for having wealth. Everybody's got a limited reason for having wealth. You've got a reason yeah. to feed yourself, close yourself, educate your kids, and you're going to have enough for that. If you want more, you have to have a bigger reason. And your bigger reason makes will when you have that bigger reason it, you will make sure that no subconscious thought is going to get in the way and when you sort out your subconscious thought your reason for having wealth comes to you anyway if that makes sense yeah so the glass ceiling is an indication of where your loyalties are so it's a beautiful starting point to go right what is it that i have to look at that's keeping me in this place because if I don't look at it, I'm just going to keep going through the motions of destruct and construct and destruct and construct. So yep. we, when we become addicted to that, what we, how we know we've got a glass ceiling is we see it through our cycles. We see the fact that even though we've left this job, we've come over to this job and it's exactly the same thing. Or we've left mm -hmm. this partner, we come over to this partner, it's exactly the same oh, thing. Yeah. That might look different. The job might be in a different part of town. But at the end of the day, the same feelings and emotions are coming up. Mm. So your cycles show you that you have a glass ceiling and that there's something yeah. to be past. So you bring up my next question, which is cycles. And um, I love the fact that you've tied that in because that brings up a really important point there, which is for me, it was a financial thing. But interestingly enough, I also recognized it was a relationship thing. And I think for a lot of people, it might not be financial as much as it is relationship. I think we usually see those cycles happening in all those areas, but we might recognize it more in, in those relationships. You know, maybe you keep going through uh, you know, breakups and that, you know, you meet someone new and it always ends up yeah. the same way. And you keep thinking, why do I keep, keep ending up with people that, you know, treat me like this or do that or that are like this? And and so that's a cycle. Uh, we're going to show everyone what they can do at the end today because I know some people are probably like, yeah, okay, this is great. I get it. Um, I'm very challenged by this, but what do I do about it? Because yeah. if, 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 if our listeners are anything like me, they're currently going, all right, how do I fix it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll talk about that. But can we talk about, um, you know, what what can you do when you find yourself in a cycle? What sorts of things can, you know, will you recognize? What other areas might cycles be in your life as well? And when do we know that it's something that we potentially need to learn from or do something with? Look, my my everybody has cycles, and it and it will play up in different areas of your life. The reason we talk a lot about money is because. When you have cycles with money, money is a very visible thing. You can mm. see how much money is in your account. You can see when you're spending too much or you're not um, managing your money very well. But, you know, every area of your life will demonstrate your cycles. Um, so you can do that in your relationships. And it, your cycles are basically, your cycles are basically life telling you that mm. you're repeating this same concept that you have in your in your subconscious, whether that that's a, that concept that you have of I'm not good enough or I was abandoned or uh, I was neglected or something that has gone on for you because we build those cycles right from when we're kids between mm. the ages of zero and eight. So those cycles that we've built from those ages play out in our lives mm. in all sorts of different ways. So when we have those feelings at this deep level, we draw to us experiences that make us feel that again. Now, that's not life giving you a hard time. That's life saying, hey, there's something for you to look at here. We were just talking about, you know, teenagers with you, right? Mm. It's like that's not life giving you a hard time, Sam. That's life saying, what's the next thing that I mm. need to look at here? What is the cycle that this is bringing up? And you're wise enough to understand that it isn't about anybody else, that it is about you, right? Mm. And I will say responsibility is the greatest form of empowerment. When you can be responsible and understand that the cycles are of your making, that you're not blaming a partner, you're not blaming society, you're not blaming life, you're not blaming a boss, you're not blaming your kids, that you are in charge of creating that, then you have an option to be able to change that or transform that. If you are 
blaming something else for creating that in your life, then the ability to shift that is not in your hands anymore. And if it's not in your hands, then you're disempowered and you're going to continue to be disempowered. My thing with cycles is to make sure that you understand where did this come from? Why Mm. am I doing this? The biggest thing you can ask yourself is to, well, the biggest thing you can do for yourself is to start to become inquisitive because in order to make, in order to shift the subconscious, you have to still, you have to bring that into your conscious awareness. Yeah. And the way that life is trying to do that for you is through the cycles. Mm. Those cycles are designed for you to go, oh, this is what I've been doing. Okay, now I know what I've been doing. What can I do about it? The yeah. first thing you've got to do is admit that you're in a cycle. If you can do that, then you can admit that your conscious mind doesn't know how to get out of that. So yeah. you've got to do something at a subconscious level to snap out of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I know there'll be people right now going, oh, this is a lot deeper than I thought it was going to be when we were talking about money. Um, Look, seriously, I know it's, it's, I mean, we're diving in on a lot of stuff here that's been lots of, you know, it's, it's taken lots of years of, you know, and, and we'll say too, various different seminars with you guys as well to work through. So to be clear, when you first come into contact with this amazing duo, you are there to talk about money and the cycle of money and how that works. And it's really fascinating as well to learn about, you know, the concept of what money really is. And, you know, we see a lot of people using these, you know, um, affirmations and statements about, you know, money flows through me like oxygen and, you know, things like this. It's, I find that I can see you laughing right now because you (laughs) you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, you know, people use affirmations to cover up a whole heap of bullshit. I hope I can say that. <laughs> yeah. What's happening is, is that this top layer of, oh, I'm, I'm money flows through me and I'm so deserving means absolutely nothing if inside you're feeling you're not you're good believe- enough. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, know I mean? you still like, believe it. Mm. So, so, look, money for me is the actu- actually is the easiest thing to master. Money is matter right? Mm -hmm. And the universal laws govern matter. If I throw up a pen in the air and I know it's going to come down, right? Mm -hmm. I know that the pen, once I throw it up, it's going to come down. If I expect it to stay up, then I'm going to suffer as a result of that. If I don't understand the law, then I'm going to suffer as a result of that. Mm -hmm. So money is easy to master because laws govern matter and Mm -hmm. money is just matter. So if you understand the laws, you can understand how money works. So money is the easiest thing to master. But trying to master your finances without mastering your self-worth is futile. It goes hand in hand. Everybody here has a deep spiritual quest and a deep physical quest. But when you ask them what they want in life, they only tell you the physical. They want money. They want success. They want a great relationship. But they don't tell you about the spiritual thing that they're looking for, which is love, connection, freedom. You can't get the money and expect that the money's going to come if you're not working on the spiritual side of it. It has to both go hand in hand. Yeah. So if you don't feel like you're deserving, if you don't feel like you're worthy, it's not going to come to you. So the beauty of what we do in the first seminar, which I think that's the first one you attended, which is Mastermind of Money. Mastermind of Money, yeah. yeah. So the beauty of what we do there is we show people how the patterns that they're running about money mm. and the way that you show people that is through games. Now, yes. people this will is insist- the next thing I want to talk to you about. So oh I'm glad you bring that up. People <laughs> will insist that they're deserving. They will insist that they, um, that they understand about how money works. But then as soon as you put them in a game and you show them what they're doing, they realise that their conscious mind has nothing to do with how they're playing the game of money, that their subconscious is in control Mm -hmm. all of the time. And your subconscious is helping you, and in your conscious reality, sorry, is helping you to hide what you're uh, subconsciously feeling. So if you feel not worthy, you will start to hand out money. You will start to um, behave in a certain way so that you can pretend that you are worthy, you know, you will Mm. either, and it goes both ways, you'll either give away your money or you'll spend 
too much money to prove to everybody that, you know, I'm wearing the Louis Vuitton bag, so I obviously must be worthy, right? But <laughs> therefore, you've got nothing to show for it other than yep. the bag, right? So people don't realise that they're actually investing in a short-term satisfaction instead mm. of that long-term vision. And yep. people who are wealthy understand that the long-term vision pays and the short-term satisfaction ends up costing you and what we do in Mastermind of Money is assist people to understand that there's there's three things. I'm, I'm, I'm talking a lot, but I get excited about this. No, it's good. There's I like it. three things that you have to do to master your money. The first thing is you've got to sort out your thoughts. If you think that um, your conscious mind has any say, that's that's not not true. So we first show people that your thoughts and what's in the way is affecting your finances, right? And in order to do that, we show them how they're playing the game of money, what thoughts are coming up, and what's actually what's actually at the core of the money stuff that's going on. Yeah. The second thing you have to do is you have to have a reason. So this is the, you know, shifting through that glass ceiling. If you don't have a reason big enough for having money, it won't give it to you. Everyone's got a reason, but if if you want more money, you have to have a greater reason. And the third thing that you need to do is you have to have a strategy for you for managing your money that goes with the laws of nature instead of against the laws of nature. And the strategy is designed to take all of your emotion around, around money away because the biggest thing that you can do in terms of um, messing up your finances is let your emotions be in charge instead of yep. the strategy be in charge. When yep. the emotions are in charge, we go and spend money to fill that gap inside of ourselves. We start to become, you know, angry or frustrated or excited and all of those emotions are actually in the way of you getting ahead. It, mm. it, it has to be a system. It has to be really strategized. Yep. So it's just you don't even have to think about it. And if you're not thinking about it, then what you can focus on is your long-term plan, your long-term vision, and yep. what you're actually here to accomplish. Yeah, I love that. And I want to bring up as well two little tools that you, uh, through Mastermind and Money, that we actually, the first one was given to us at Mastermind and Money. The second one we actually got at a later um, seminar. But these two tools have have literally changed our focus, but also, you know, that glass ceiling, we, we smashed through it. We hit another one, then we smashed through it. Then we hit another one. And um, it was that recognition of, of just those things that you've spoken about Mills. But the first thing that I love that we gained from Mastermind and Money was an incredible system to manage money that, like you said, took away the emotion. And it's really funny when people see our system, at first they laugh at it and then they ask us if we can give it to them. And the thing mm. is that without doing the work, it doesn't really work the same way. Well, it doesn't make um, sense. It doesn't you make understand sense. understand why it works. Yeah. And I will say we've had a lot of very funny conversations with our accountant because, you know, again, trying to explain, in the end we just go, just just trust us, this is what we do, it works for us. It's <laughs> like you guys are you're killing me because, of course, you know, you know what I'm talking about, all of the accounts are in our zero and it's, yeah. yeah. But the so to give you guys a bit of an idea, there is an amazing system in place that Mills, um, you know, can show you how to implement to help you with that. And it does, it's so nice, I've got to say, it's so, so refreshing to remove the emotion around money, to just not be worried about that element anymore and to be more focused on the mission or, or where you're going and the, you know, the the things that you're doing in life versus how you're going to pay for certain things. Um, so that's that's really powerful. But I do want to ask you just very quickly, because I know that we're running a bit short on time, but you bring up games. Now, I'm a competitive person by nature. I love a good game. And one of the things that you guys did, I feel like it was a couple of years ago now, might have might have been a year ago, I don't know, but you had the money game. Um, oh, yeah, online, yes. Online. Money ninja, and, yeah. And I was like, you watch me go, I know everything that these guys do. So I'm going to get in there. I'm going to win the heck out of this. I'm going to show everyone. What, I'm going to win the money game because. How did that go for you, Sam? Not so well. <laughs> <laughs> because, of course, there's always, always a new, new, a learning. new learning, a new glass ceiling. And it yeah. was hilarious because Mitch again challenged me within the game. I came in with the solution to one of the problems and Mitch's response was, you got it wrong, Sam. <laughs> I was like, 
I could punch you right now, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, like I said, games and how we play them, they're a direct reflection of how we act in life. So everything yeah. we do, we want to show you because if we don't show you how you're acting in life, you, you're not aware of it. If you're not aware mm. of it, then you don't do anything about it. Now, everybody, at the end of the day, you're aware of your cycles. Everybody knows what what cycles you know you have running and to be honest there's only a limited number of them and we've seen them all and those patterns and those cycles are designed like I said to help you to get to the next stage but Mm. you everybody's got a choice you've got a choice to not you've got a choice to stay where you're at and be comfortable and that's okay that's not that there's no problem with that but we're here for more and I really feel like the key is to understand that now instead of being addicted to this construct and destruct, you're now addicted to the the process of breaking through the glass ceiling. There's always another glass ceiling. And to the I would rather people have a higher quality addiction. And the higher quality addiction that you now have is to break through the glass ceiling. The higher quality addiction you now have is to think about a new way to deal with a teenager. The higher quality addiction you have is to Ask yourself, how can I? What's going on? And mm. I'd rather people do that because that is more aligned with why people are here. Mm. And that life is waiting on the other side. And all it takes is a little bit of courage. All it takes is a little bit of awareness that perhaps how you've done things until this point has served you up until now. There's no, like transformation cannot happen with hate. You can't hate yourself into moving. But if you love the fact that you have got yourself to this point, you can also love yourself into getting to a new point. Mm. And I feel like treating that little one inside. So, you know, I'm a teacher. I'm always talking to the little child and talking to that little child inside and really asking yourself, is this the best example of my creation? Is my Mm. life the very best example of what I'm capable of here? Mm. If you know, if you have an inkling that there's more, then you need to be able to find a way to access that more. And that I don't care who that's with, whether that's with us, whether that's with anybody else, it actually doesn't matter. What matters is, is that we start to become conscious about the truth of who we are. My drive, my mission is to assist people to get that no matter what's happened, no matter what they've done, that they are loved. And if they are loved and they they recognise that amount of love, then you would never hold back. Why would you hold back from expressing yourself fully? And, you know, everybody deserves, for me, everybody deserves that opportunity to, to live that inspired life. I, from when I was, when I was little, I felt like I wasn't understood. I, I didn't feel loved in, like, there was no, this is for everybody. There was no massive trauma in my life. There was no massive issues that I had, but I had a story going on that I wasn't good enough. Mm. And that played out in my finances, that played out in my relationships, that played out in my work. It played out everywhere. And it took just the courage to look and to see that there was more to me than what I had been telling myself all of that time. And once that happens, the world opens up. From yeah. that point, I, I live my life from a new perspective of recognising that I deserve and then finding new ways of pushing that, that understanding of myself, um, mm. you know, every single day, every single week, every single month. It's, mm. You're constantly growing. You do not want to have, you never, ever want to stop that, but you, the best thing for me is for people to constantly say, is this the best example of my creation? Yeah. If it's not, then what are you going to do about it? And mm-hmm. now is the time. Five years is not the time. Now is the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and just I, I know I'm, I'm talking again, but you know, <laughs> no, my you know, we created these wealth principles many, many years ago, implemented them into our lives many, many years ago. And as a result of that, we've talked to people all the time about making sure they've set themselves up for anything that happens, for Mm. them to be the master creators of their own lives, for them to be in charge so that the outside world, the outside experience of depression, um, recession or boom doesn't affect them. And in when 2020 hit and all the shit went down in terms of COVID, 
our people who had done the work on themselves in terms of the wealth principles and in terms of the mindset work where they shifted their innermost dominant thought and, and, and smashed through that glass ceiling, those people were coming back and reporting that they'd had they were they'd never had the experience of worrying because they had everything in place. Mm. They the outside world didn't affect them. Our people were getting pay rises, yeah. were getting new jobs, were having more money come to them, mm-hmm. even though life was falling apart around them because mm-hmm. of what they brought to the table, because they were in charge of their financials, finances, and that life wasn't doing that to them. They mm-hmm. had created their own challenges, so it set them up when everybody else was experiencing a challenge out there. And I think everybody deserves to have that. Every single person deserves to have that if they so choose. Yeah, I love that, Mills. And that's a really good note to sort of mention to people as well. You know, mastermind and money is something that you guys sort of had to put a little bit on ice. I know you had to change the way that you did it for a long time, which for me was really sad because I know how life-changing that learning was for us. And I've seen, I mean, we've connected with so many people. We still do a lot of work with you guys inside of um, the Evolve program with our business, et cetera. But so we've seen the impact that it has both personally and by watching others. Um, That being said, you do actually have some of these events coming up. And the really awesome news about that too, um, people are probably thinking, all oh, this sounds really expensive to do. It's actually not. And the beauty of it is it's about just more of a personal commitment than it is a financial one right. to go in and do that learning. So ordinarily, Mastermind of Money is $99. Is that Nine, right? Yeah, $97 to do Mastermind. To, to me, yeah. honest, Sam, that is an absolute, like $97 for what you get for two oh. days of understanding your finances, understanding your thoughts, getting that strategy is is like, honestly, it's so much value for money. And the reason we do it and the reason we make sure people pay for it because you've got to have some skin in the game. You've got to, yeah. If you don't have skin in the game, then you're not going to take away what you learn and implement it in your in your lives. And our, our intention is not just to teach people, is to make sure that they're implementing yeah. everything that they learn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that being said, we actually have a very special code from you guys, which is for our listeners only, that we're going to put in the show notes. So although we want you to have some skin in the game so you do the learning and take it on because you can go and you can get the knowledge, but we've said this before, knowledge isn't power, it's only potential power. It's not until you actually use it that it makes any difference in your world. So we can actually offer tickets for $47. Is that correct? Yeah, 45 so 45 Okay, right. So um, where are the events coming up? Um, what does that look like? I think you had a few yeah. in your calendar. Yes, Brisbane is September 17 and 18. And I will say as well, Sam, that anybody who purchased three or more tickets actually goes into draw to win a trip to India. We're drawing that. Oh, my goodness. Did you know that? Okay. I know. Uh, no, cool. I will buy some tickets just so we can go in the draw. Okay? And, um, <laughs> and then also on the days we draw uh, a, a little prize for anybody who's um, there on at the event, that you get to win coaching with, to help you to implement yeah, wow. everything that you've learned as well as a hotel stay. So it's totally value for money. You'll come away from that weekend absolutely mind-blown about yeah. what you've learned in two days. So yeah. um, it's absolutely, absolutely value yeah. for money. So the event is called Mastermind and Money and um, it's mastermindandmoney.com.au and then yep. you'll put the code for you guys. We'll put the-, the link and the code and even, you know, potentially some of the dates there. But okay. you've always got new dates coming up, so they will, I'm assuming, be in that link. So if someone's listening to this in six months' time, they're like, oh, well, September's passed. Yeah. The, the new dates will be in there as well and you guys yeah. move around a lot. Question, is there an online version now? Uh, there is. So if you can actually go to Transform Your Wealth, Mm-hmm. .com.au and what that is is that it's much more it's a personal experience um where you get the videos um in your lounge room you can repeat them at any time and it's an amazing 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 tool for anybody who's not able to physically get to an event but please my physically get there if you can my recommendation is if you can physically get to an event the difference between the online version and the live version, and because we haven't been able to travel for a couple of years, this is the first time we've been able to come back and really get stuck into it. So we're super inspired to do that. Um, the difference with the live event is you really get to play the games. And yeah. those games are a really, really great help in um, assisting you to actually figure out what's going on in terms yeah. of your subconscious. 
Yeah, look, and I love having these chats with you, Mills. I can't um, I can't say enough how grateful Greg and I are that you guys show up to do this every day. I know um, how hard you, you all work, but you and Mitch especially on creating these tools, you are so passionate about inspiring people to live that inspired life. And do you know what? Like we're just so grateful that you do that because I know it doesn't come without challenge for you guys as well. And and it's just been such a blessing for us to, to be able to walk alongside of you for this period. And, you know, look, if anyone is needing help in this area, there, there's loads of ways that you can grow and learn. But, you know, this uh, amazing duo um, are, yeah, awesome. So much fun, and but also very challenging. And I think if you're ready to step into that, um, you know, that was exactly what we needed and and so many people that we've we've been able to meet over the years have needed as well. And yeah. like you said, you know, I can attest to the fact that two years ago when things should have been really difficult, we actually had our biggest, best, most amazing mm-hmm. year ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was because we stuck to those principles that we'd learned from you guys. Um, so we're so grateful for that. So thank you so much, Mills, for oh, thanks, sharing with us today. And oh. I didn't get to ask the question. I really want to know just quickly. Mitch's worst habit. Um, worst habit. Ooh. Greg's now listening in the doorway. He oh, wants yeah, to know. Yeah, I can't think. There's so many. No. Um, <laughs> what's the worst habit? Do you know? What we've got to have something. I mean, you can share anything funny about Mitch. We no. just want to know. I mean, we've got this girl time. Mitch is not, not necessarily a worst habit, but if you ever see him on stage and you see him perform and you see him uh, communicate and share his love and his knowledge, I remember the first time. Um, I travelled with him and we sat at lunch together. He doesn't say a word because he uses all his words when he's on stage. So you don't really get full conversations near like when you're in that zone with him because he's like, no, use that all on the clients. We're not chatting. (laughs) So that's that's one of the things I first noticed. Not so much a worse habit, but it's just a most people think he's an extrovert because of what he does on stage, but he's Mm. very much an introvert. Yeah. Like I am actually. I will admit to something really quickly from that very first uh, interaction I had with him and then those, you know, following interactions, those challenges, um, I actually ended up changing Siri on my phone to a male Irish Irish voice (laughs) because Mitch is Irish and um, I was so sick of being told what to do by Mitch that I decided I wanted to tell an um, an Irish man what to do (laughs) so I can tell Siri what to do. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway, anyone here. Pardon? You love it. You love. I do. Being, I love. love it. Being I need it. on your shit, and a lot of people do. I think. I think that's why we work is because we don't. We don't ignore the elephant in the room. Oh and no. We make sure that because we, like I said, we've only got one chance. My recommendation is like we have to go for the jugular because if we don't, then you walk out, and then all the people you're helping now don't get helped. You know, all that's of exactly them, all right. And and so we're not just we're not just fighting your corner. We're fighting the corner of your kids, your yep. clients everybody so that's how we see that's how we see it we regardless of what you end up choosing to do we're going to give it our all and um I love that I love that about us awesome (laughs) so good well thank you so much for joining me today Mills I so appreciate you um and everything that you both do send lots of love to Mitch for us I had fun chatting with you today though loved it and uh thanks again to all of our beautiful listeners uh have an amazing week and don't forget to check out those links thanks everybody and bye for now If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.